everyone welcome to have another donut a new jersey devils podcast we are presented by godzilla media i'm your host ryan mccarthy we're talking about another exciting week in new jersey devils hockey where the devils went through western canada and swept all three of their games that's right folks the New Jersey Devils swept all three of their games in Western Canada. We're going to get to that in just a moment. We're going to talk so we're going to talk about the importance of stacking wins early in the season. We'll also talk about how Andre, where Andre Palat and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood are both injured and they're out of the lineup. We'll do a little bit of on the farm, down the farm, and uh, we'll uh, have a an a uh, an memorial in memoriam for peter mcnab who unfortunately passed away on sunday afternoon we'll talk about his career a little bit but before we do that just want to remind you to subscribe to uh, actually first find us on twitter we're the only twitter twitter right now is the only platform we're on it's at devil's donut pod and i want to give a quick shout out to a follower of ours named backhanded devil and what they did was that they created, they were nice enough to create an alternate logo for our podcast. I'm going to go ahead and uh, show you on the side, on the uh, YouTube side, if you want to check it out on the Twitter account. It's there on, at, at Doubles Donut Pod. I want to share my screen with you. I'm going to share the uh, tab real quick. And that is the alternate logo for having their donut. Awesome job. Back in a double. Give you a shout out on Twitter. This is a pretty cool logo. I mean, I didn't expect the uh, I didn't expect somebody to reach out and say, hey, I was inspired to make this logo for you. But I do appreciate it. And I'm giving you a shout out. So thanks for the thanks for the graphic. Shout out to back in a double. That's the handle on Twitter. Great graphics. Great stuff. Uh, I believe they also they, the, the individual who runs the account also hosts a podcast on uh, uh i believe they also host the podcast so great job i appreciate the logo the alternate logo i know uh, lots of lots of uh, teams have alternate jerseys right now this is the alternate this is the alternate logo for uh, have another donut a new jersey doubles podcast so i appreciate that in terms of the podcast subscribe uh, on anchor which is our home base you can also look for us on spotify and google play give us a subscribe listen leave a rating Five stars is preferred. I really do appreciate it. And also on the YouTube side, subscribe to Godzilla Media. Leave this leave this a like. Give us a like and leave a comment below. I might even read it on the air sometimes. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about this sweep through Western Canada, and that graphic was so great. I'm going to play it again. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about this sweep through Western Canada. They started up last week in Vancouver. And right now they're running a six-game winning streak. 
The last time they had a winning streak that went six games was in 2011-2012. And guess what happened there, folks? Guess what happened there, Devils fans? Our New Jersey Devils went to the Stanley Cup final, where unfortunately they would lose in six games to the LA Kings. But regardless, they still got there. They beat the New York Rangers to get there. So it's a, it a great thing. But let's start on Tuesday night in Vancouver as they raced, as the New Jersey Devils raced out. Our Devils raced out to a 4 nothing lead in the first two periods. And they went up hanging on to win 5-2. to two. Jack Hughes and Yegar Short, Sharon Govich, uh, Hughesy and, Sher- and Sharon, uh, both get two goals, of, two points of peach, peach, excuse me. They got one goal and one assist. Nico Heeshear with a power play goal. If you haven't had a chance to watch that power play goal, it is a work of art, especially if you're someone who fancies a good power play goal. It was super duper. It, w- it was just a work of art. It was chef's kiss. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was precise. It was, it was precise. It was crisp passing and then nico shot the end well done well done so 5-2 win at vancouver who is struggling right now uh i have bruce brudrow and his 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 guys are are a bit of a struggle bus and i I remember a couple months ago when a lot of fans were asking the devils to trade for jt miller and they were saying oh we should train dresser you know let's let's trade jesper bratt and a draft pick for jt miller and Look how that turned out. <laughs> so Jesper Bat continued his scoring streak as he, he bumped it to 10 games. He tied a New Jersey Devils club record four point streak, four point streak to begin the season. Now we move ahead to Thursday against Edmonton. 4 3 comeback win. They fell behind 3 2 after the first two periods. And then Ryan Graves. Defenseman Graves. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our uh, our friend, uh, our friend in Canada who runs the accounts for the um, the Ryan Graves uh, Ryan Graves fan page. Uh, my buddy Alan, who is in uh, Canada, he, he he Ryan Graves is from his hometown, so uh, he has a fan page that he runs. Uh, He's a he's a of course Ryan Gray's fan because he's from the home same hometown. He scored this really interesting. I said I wouldn't say an awkward goal, but Ryan Graves is huge. He's I think he's at least six four six five, and to see him kind of cut through the middle, uh, collecting a pass from uh, collecting a pass from another teammate. He's running going down the middle, uh, in in the middle of the uh, end of the uh, new of the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and to see him stick can a little bit, and it looked. It looked awkward. It looked like a gazelle. It looked like a, not a gazelle, a giraffe, like an awkward, awkward giraffe on skates. I always described Zanilla Chara like that, but the way he's sick handled, then he gets tripped. I don't say he gets tripped up, it gets upended, and he's falling forward like he's diving, and he shoots this this shot that reminded me of das, Darius Kasparitis back in the day when he when uh, back in the day for the Pittsburgh Penguins when he when he shot a goal that advanced the the Penguins to the, I believe it was a 2001 Eastern Conference final. It just looked really weak, but it wound up squaring through um, Skinner's legs, the goalie for Edmonton Skinner, and it wound up just squirting through and to the back behind the red line. It's a goal. It's a goal, and the Devils had the game. And then seven seconds later, Jesper Bratt makes history. 
he not only does he score the goal in seven seconds, but he also breaks the record for most uh, for the for the uh, for the point streak uh, for eleven game point streak to begin the season as a New Jersey Devil. Eleven games in a row to start the season. Jesper Bratt breaks that mark, and the Devils went up winning the game. They went up holding on. It went up holding on. They scored at three the three thirty eight mark. I mean, it was three it was three thirty eight left in the game. McGrave scored at three forty five with three forty five left, and then Jesper Bratt scored his beautiful goal on, on a great pass. It was a lead in pass after a faceoff, and he went up scoring with three thirty eight left in the game. Devils hold on to win that game in Edmonton four to three. Great comeback win against one of the best teams in the league. Both teams entering the game at seven and three and one of these teams were bound to lose at some point we're bound to lose that game and it was the new jersey devils coming up on top they advanced to eight and three going into calgary on saturday night was actually they would actually have their first non-regulation win it was the first time they had a non-regulation game and they went up winning a four three game in calgary they went up going three up three one after two Flames scored two goals and wound up forcing overtime. And in that frame, actually, I forgot to mention in the in the Edmonton game, Mackenzie Blackwood left the game in the second period with a lower body injury, and Vitek Vanacek wound up finishing a game for the New Jersey Devils. Now, moving on to Saturday, he was in net for the Devils on Saturday. And Fabian Fabian Zetterland, (laughs) excuse me, two goals on this night, including the game winner, on the power play in overtime to seal the deal and get the doubles to six games in a row. Miles Wood continues his hot scoring streak with two points, one goal, one assist. Nathan Bastion also had one goal, one assist. And Jack Hughes got two goals, or excuse me, two assists, which was on Bastion's goal. And I believe I want to say he was the secondary assist on the power play goal to win the game. Don't quote me on that. I will double check. <laughs> I will double check. And according to the box score, I lost that. I lost my place. That's okay. That's okay though. So we'll keep going. And uh, he had the uh, he had an assist on the power play uh, on the uh, power play goal. Actually, it was a secondary assist. It was a secondary assist on that power play goal to seal the win. Dougie Hamilton got the primary assist on that goal. So Jack Hughes two assists in this game. On Bastion's goal in the, in the first period, filthy, absolutely filthy. No look pass on the backboard, on the end board of the Calgary end. And I can't, I, I won't be able to play the video because uh, copyright issues and whatnot. And I don't want to give, I don't want to give, uh, I don't want to have a copyright claim on Godzilla's, uh, Godzilla Media's channel. But go look it up. Look it up on the New Jersey Devils main Twitter page or, Look it up on YouTube for the game highlights. Absolutely, absolute filth. Absolute <laughs> filth. It didn't even be pixelated. It was that much. It was that fun of a pass that it, it, it was just, oh, it was a great pass. So Jack Hughes, two assists on that Bastion goal. And then when the first was at, at that Bastion goal, he had the secondary assist on the game-winning goal by Zetterland. And the Devils go home. With a three-game sweep, let me play that graphic one more time. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that video one more time. This is a beautiful thing. 
Double sweep. Three three game sweep in Western Canada. My goodness. I, I gotta play that video again. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful graphic. <laughs> it's a great thing. I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Listen, it's Sunday night. I'm recording this on Sunday night. Devils are on a three-game winning streak. My New York Jets beat the Buffalo Bills today. My Montreal Alouettes, my CFL fan as well. They advanced to the Eastern Division, East Division final. And I'm a happy dude right now. Life is good as a sports fan, as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, New York Yankees, notwithstanding, but... That's another. That's another podcast. That's that's that's. I'll start, we'll talk about that more in my no. My other podcast, no credentials required. We'll have Victory Monday on Monday, and we'll have the regular podcast on Tuesday. Uh, watch live uh, Monday at nine, and uh, the regular regular podcast with my co-host Dustin at seven o'clock on Tuesday night. But let's talk about the importance of stacking those wins early. And we talk about it in football. I mean, if you're a football fan like me, I hear. Coach Robert Sala, New York Jets, talk about stacking up wins. Stack, we're gonna stack. We're gonna stack the positives. We're gonna stack good, good practice, good film session, good recovery. We're gonna stack things up. We're gonna stack the positive things up. And for the New York Jets, they've won six out of the last seven. Uh, actually, six out of the last eight, I should say. Um, but for the New Jersey Devils, especially this early in the season, it's a good thing that they're stacking up these wins because every win counts. In the NHL, especially early in the season, I don't care. You, you say, "Oh, it's a, uh, it's October. It's no, that's November. That's November." My gosh, November. These wins shouldn't matter. In November. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's an eighty-two game season. You know, you're only, uh, you're only, uh, you're sixty-nine games away. Nice. Uh, from I would say seventy games away from determining where you're going to stand in the playoffs, or if you're or if you're going to be a lottery uh, participant. No, it's. Very important to stack wins early, especially this early in the season, because you want to build confidence. This team's building confidence. If you haven't watched this team, if you're a casual hockey fan, for many, many years, you associate New Jersey Devils with boring hockey. This team's not boring. This team is not boring. This team is fast. This team can pass. They they shoot the puck. They know how to get goals. They can score goals by the bunches. Which you can't, which you can't say for those teams in the '90s and 2000s. I mean, they could score, but they could score. I mean, they they go up two nothing and they just completely shut things down in the other team. And it looked boring, but it wasn't. It was great strategy. It was great coaching. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about. It. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be feel guilty about the New Jersey Devils winning the Stanley Cup three different times with three different coaches having the same type of system. But anyway, back to today, back to modern day hockey, hockey fan. This team is fun. This team is fun. And they're fun to watch. And the guy said it last night. I think it was Fabian Zetterlin who said it on Saturday night after the game. He said, we're having fun right now. And the more you win, the more you have fun. And over the last couple of seasons, the Devils have had a really difficult time stacking wins, stacking winning streaks, stacking winning streaks of more than four games, more than three games, honestly, up until... The 2020s up until this past week, where they had won their fourth win in a row and their fourth win in a row when they beat Vancouver, they hadn't had a winning streak go past three games since the 2019 2020 season. That was Jack Hughes's rookie season. Now they're on a six game tear. And as I mentioned before, 
the last time the New Jersey Devils had a six-game winning streak during the season was 2011-2012. That's when they had a six in a row win, six wins in a row leading up to the start of the playoffs. And here's the most important thing about stacking these wins early is road wins. And they're on a five-game, five-game, this many, <laughs> a five-game road-winning streak since they lost in Philadelphia on opening night. And to have that many wins on the road, especially in a row, and this three-game sweep of teams in Western Canada, Vancouver, Edmonton, Vancouver, who is and Edmonton, and Calgary. Edmonton, the, the two latter teams are Stanley Cup contenders. I have Calgary as my as my winner coming out of the West this season. Those two teams, you beat those two teams who are that good, especially when you do it on the road. You're gonna have you're gonna build confidence. You're gonna build confidence, and you say, "Hey, we can beat these teams on a regular basis on the road." Oh, that could lead to a lot of success down the road, especially later in the season when games get tough. You're on those. On those long stretches, I know the Devils have a long stretch to the central states in, I believe, late, uh, I believe, mid March. And you want to win those games early. You want to stack those wins, get that confidence, know that you can play in the road, know that you can beat these type of teams on the road. So, for example, they have a four game Western road swing. In, in mid-January, they're at Anaheim, at L.A., at San Jose, and finally at Seattle before they go back home. So you want to see the Devils establish their confidence. They're, beating, they're winning games they, sh- they, should, they should be beating teams that they should be beating. And they're also being the teams that you don't think they'll beat because they're, I wouldn't say miles ahead of them in terms of talent, but also good coaching. And for what it's worth, I said in the episode one of the podcast that I think if the Devils didn't play well, especially this at, around this point during the season, I think I thought Lindy Ruff would be fired. But I give him gonna, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He's having him play confident. He's they're confident. They're playing well. They're peppering the goal. They're they're peppering the opposing goaltender with with shots. Um. So, and they and they're scoring and they're scoring. They they scored. They scored 13 goals in on this road trip. They scored 13 goals on this road trip, so they're averaging four. They're averaging a little over four goals a game. So get those wins early. Get those wins against teams that you should beat. Get those wins against teams that you people others may not think you should get wins against, and that confidence starts to build, and it'll steam. It'll it'll snowball. It'll create a snowball effect. And I see good things ahead for this New Jersey Devils team. Now that there might be points in the season where they're still, they'll struggle a little bit, and that's okay. And that's okay because you know, come you know, those things you you learn more from losses. And the Devils have been doing lots of losing over the past couple of seasons. I mean, they haven't they've been in the playoffs one time since the 2012 season. Since they, since they went went to the Stanley Cup in 2012, they've only been in the playoffs once, and they do, they're doing a lot of losing. They had a they have a young squad who did a lot of losing last year. Went up big early 
lost games late and they're they're learning from they're learning those lessons and i think that's coming it's coming around it's coming around folks so it's great to see them stack wins this early i, I know it's very early doubles fans are really confident right now uh we're damn near obnoxious about <laughs> about our winning ways for our team but it's been so long it's been so long so i'm on cloud nine and i'm about none of the rest of the doubles fans but i'm on cloud nine right now all right, so let's address these injuries. Uh, Andre Palat. Earlier this week, the New Jersey Devils announced that Andre Palat would be out for an extended period of time. Unfortunately, due to successful, he had successful groin surgery. He'll be uh, he's expected to make a full recovery. Details regarding his return to play guideline will be provided. A timeline will be provided as soon as it becomes available. That was the tweet sent out last Tuesday. Unfortunately, Andre Palat will be out for. An undetermined amount of time, and that's sad. I mean, the, the double signed him, uh, expecting him to be a veteran presence, especially for the forwards, and he did he did his job up until the until he was injured. It's unfortunate that he's going to be out for an extended period of time, but I think when they come, I think when he comes back, whether it be in January, February, or March, I'm hoping he comes back by March. I'll be right around the corner for the uh, for the. Um, for the playoff stretch for the playoff run, hopefully that by the time that March comes around, the doubles are in contention for one of those four spots, uh, one of those three divisional spots, particularly, or one of those, one of the, uh, wildcard spots. So hopefully, uh, Andre Palat, he, he gets better soon. He sees he's up for surgery. And then as mentioned before against Edmonton, um, Mackenzie Blackwood, he was injured on a really, it looked, it looked like to be a groin injury. I don't want to speculate, uh, he's listed as uh, out right now due to a groin, uh, I, due to a lower body injury. I'm not, I'm not going to speculate what it was. It looks like a groin injury. I'm not going to be. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a sports doctor, so I can't really. Say, I I don't want to speculate what it is, but uh, I'm hoping that he'll be back in the lineup sooner sooner or later. Um, last week I mentioned that Andres you know, Andres Johnson, uh, who was. Starting the year in Utica, he got called up. Uh, I don't think he's appeared. I don't think he appeared in any of the uh, Western Canada trip games. Uh, the the Devils also uh, brought up Akira Schmid from Utica uh, to fill in for Blackwood. So uh, hopefully this is not a bad span of injuries like we saw last year, and we saw six different men. Uh, play uh, no i'm sorry seven different men play in between the pipes for the new jersey devils so um hope again you never know you never know i mean tech vanacek's been playing well he played very well against uh, edmonton played very well against calgary and he's the number one guy right now so devil's gotta play some defense in front of him limit shots vanacek's gotta do what he's gotta do and stop the puck so those are your primary injuries for the moment. And we're going to do down the farm after this word from Mohawk Honda, one of our partners at Godzilla Media. And hey, uh, Mina, as of this recording, it's 66 degrees <laughs> uh, in, uh, in my neck of the woods in Saratoga County. Uh, but also it's fall. It's also fall. And that means crisp morning air, pumpkin muffins, also pumpkin spice lattes, beautiful foliage, 
And again, it's fall. And the seasons may change, but the one constant is buying experience at Mohawk Honda, where you are greeted with a smile and treated with respect. The new vehicle inventory is ramping up too with pilots, passports, and ridgelines. Remember, this is the best time to sell your vehicle. They buy cars. And in some cases, you might be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. It's just another advantage you get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. General Manager Greg Johnson and his team of sales consultants are always available to help you in the buying process. And they have big news. Scott Moynihan is back at Mohawk Honda. He brings his 30-plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop in and welcome Scott home. You could also see my guy, Evans Whalen. He got me into a, I would say, New Jersey Devils Red 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the seasons change, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Road, Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, or online at MohawkHonda.com, they always go out of their way to please you. So let's take a trip down on the farm. That's right, folks. We're gonna go down the farm. We're talking about the Utica Devil, Utica Comets, excuse me, and the Adirondack Thunder. And this week for the Utica Comets, they had three games. It was a mixed bag this week. They had a shootout loss to Providence at home on Wednesday. So they earned their first overtime point, extra period point, non-regulation point. So it's one point in the standings for them against Providence. Uh, they had a home home split with Rochester. They're, they're one of their bitter rivals. Uh, they had a loss away in Rochester, and they had a home win on Saturday night. So it's a home and home split. They're currently fifth place in the AHL North Division with a 3 4 0 and 1 record. This week, only two games at home on Friday at the Adirondack Bank Center, where they play the Laval Rocket. And on Saturday, they're at Syracuse playing the Syracuse Crunch. And that game will be on Saturday night. So Right now, the, the Comets have only played they've only played eight games, but they're off to a mixed start, I would say. Uh, long season AHL, just like the NHL, long season, long way to go for these guys. And you might see some calls. So you had, like I said before, you had uh, Andreas Johnson, and you had Akira Schmid. Oh, I'm gonna get rid of this graphic again. Uh, Akira Schmid, both were called up. Both were called from Utica uh, due to injury this past week. So uh, you'll see. Other guys come up and down throughout the season, uh, but right now Utica three, four, zero, oh, and one. Let's go to Glens Falls and talk about the Adirondack Thunder. They had a two-game roadie in in Trois Rivières, Quebec, where they played the Lions on Friday night, and they actually earned their first point of the season on Friday night with a four-three loss against the Lions. But then the Thunder earned their first outright win of the season on Saturday night where they scorched the Lions 6-1 to and that means they currently sit in 6th place in the ECHL North Division with a 1-4-1 record. They've only played 6 games which is the least amount of games in the division this season uh, but they have yeah, they've only played 6 games so they're starting to get the win, you know Hopefully this win, and there goes Tagalong. <laughs> On the visual side, that's my cat, Tagalong. He's uh, just jumped in front of my screen. So, again, uh, Adirondack Thunder, 
are one four and one to start the season. This week they have another two game home series against the Worcester Railers. We've seen them enough. They've seen them enough this year. They're going to see him again on Friday night and Saturday night at the Cool Insuring Arena at Glens Falls Civic Center. And Saturday night, it's Military Appreciation Night. So thank you to all our veterans out there who have served. I know several veterans are my family. So I appreciate all that they've done to help defend this country. So that's on the farm, down the farm. Talking about the farm system for the New Jersey Devils, with again, with the Utica Comets and the... Adirondack Thunder. Now let's talk about Peter McNabb in memoriam. Peter McNabb, who passed away on Sunday at the age of 70. You might think, who's Peter McNabb? Well, I'll give you a clue as to who he is. Uh, Peter McNabb was born in Vancouver, BC, moved with his family to California at the age of 14 when his dad, Max, who won a Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings in 1950. He became the coach of the San Diego Gulls, San Diego Gulls, G-U-L-L-S, of the old Western Hockey League. Uh, San Diego Gulls are now an affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks of the AHL. Regardless, so so we're moving on. <laughs> uh, Peter McNabb was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in 1972 while attending Denver University. Uh, played center. He played center for Buffalo, Boston, Vancouver, and New Jersey for the better part of 15 seasons. He played his final two seasons of his career in New Jersey, uh, 1985 and 1986. I'm sorry, the 1986 and 1987 season. He also played in the 1977 NHL All-Star Game. It was his only NHL All-Star Game appearance. Uh, a, the good majority of his career, the most success he had in his career, was with was with the Boston Bruins. But after the 1986-1987 seasons, he spent he became the color commentator for the New Jersey Devils broadcast on Sports Channel. Uh, you may remember him if you're uh, if you're if you're a New Jersey, Devil, New Jersey Devils fan, going all the way back. And in those days, he was in the booth with Gary Thorne and with Doc Emmerich. He spent eight seasons in the booth. His last season in the booth was in 1995 when the New Jersey Devils won the Stanley Cup. And after the 95 season, McNabb became a color commentator on Altitude Sports for Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche. And he had been there ever since, unfortunately, until his, until his death on this Sunday. He was inducted to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in, in 2021 as a member, as a United States, as a uh, member of the United States uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. He played one international game. One played one international series in 1986 for the for the United States of America during the World Championship in Moscow. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, our condolences on this program go out to the McNabb family, as uh, Peter McNabb unfortunately succumbed to cancer at the age of 70. A huge loss in the hockey community. And uh, again, our condolences, our thoughts, and our especially our prayers go out to the McNabb family, especially after the passing of Peter. I hate that. Hate to end it on a sad note, but I'm going to have to do that. Uh, but uh, we're, but we're going to move on to next week. So thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Have Another Donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast. 
Uh, I'm I'm starting to follow a lot of New Jer- ex New Jersey Devils accounts on the Twitter for New Jer- for the Devils Donut Pod. Uh, Twitter again, our Twitter account is Devils Donut Pod. So I'm gonna try to reach out to some former players, whether they played in New Jersey or any of the systems, uh, any of the uh, minor league systems for the for the Devils. Uh, we played in Albany, Utica, Lowell, uh, Binghamton. Albany, all those, all those former affiliates, and they played some time in the, in the NHL with the Devils. I'll have to try to get them on the pod, but but you can find us on Twitter at Devils Donut Pod. Subscribe to the podcast. Anchor is our home base, but I could also could also subscribe and listen on Spotify and Google Play. And while you're at it, subscribe to Godzilla Media on YouTube. Give this podcast a like and read a comment. You can also leave questions, whether it be on the pod or uh, on the. I'm sorry, on the. Uh, twitter account or on the youtube channel also if you're a local donut shop you want to sponsor this uh, you want to sponsor a podcast and i'll do a review of your donuts leave a comment on the youtube side or reach out on devil's donut pod our dms are open and with that i'll leave you with episode three i'll conclude episode three of half another donut a new jersey devil's podcast presented by Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I have been your humble host, and we'll talk to you again next week. Until then, let's go Devils. This is your failure, fat pig! Ah!